All right. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Wherever you may be in the world, thank you so much for joining Blood, Sweat, and Beers. I'm Tammy, and I'm joined by Kirsch. Today, we're going to dive into a fun episode. I think we're going to cover a lot about uh, Kirsch's training, what she's up to, a crazy personal record for a Bronco. Uh, podcast reviews, what we're doing. Um, also, I started playing ice hockey. We're going to talk about fall. And also, we're about to enter into some presidential debates and a reminder for you to register to vote. So looking forward to it and can't wait to dive in. So how is this training going? You texted me a couple days ago and said you hit a PR on your Bronco, which shaved off a ton of time. So fill us in here. Well, okay. Well, I wouldn't say it shaved off a ton of time, but yeah, so we just started our like second block, basically our second month long block of training. So now we're in two groups of 10. Um, and in a really fun way, they decided to start it off with another Bronco. So, and, and you had a week off before this Bronco returning to yes. sort of, this is bizarre to me. You told me that after your week off. I'm like, how? I mean, how, how on earth do they, that is torture. It's mean. Yeah. And so, <laughs> all, so the last time we ran it, we had a week of training and then it was the next Monday. Um, oh. So this time it was like even worse. Cause yeah, we had a week off and then we had it Monday, but they didn't even schedule it Monday morning. It was Monday afternoon after we had a speed session and gym and oh. then we had to do the Bronco. So it was just like this, like a little bit of like an all day mental torture and then you have to run it at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So it's hotter out. Like you're a little bit tired because you've trained a bit. Like it was just kind of mean. Um, I like get why they did it. Um, but at the same time, I was like, I would rather just get this over with and like go about the rest of my day and, as opposed to like worrying about it all day, you know? Oh my gosh, that is brutal. Okay. So insane. So what do you equate, um, attribute the timing to? Just straight up hustle. Yeah, I mean, the thing about, like, with the Bronco is, like, you know, for me, like, you know, I am really just trying, like, for a while I've been chasing this five minute. I've been trying to break the five minute. Um, so the last one I ran was five minutes exactly, which is almost more frustrating than being further away from it. Because I'm like, wow, if I just had turned one turn faster or if I'd just been able to run a little bit faster, I would have broken it. So, <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. So this whole time, it's just been like a competition with myself of trying to break five. And so then mm -hmm. um, this time it was just, I don't know, I actually felt crappy. Like I felt worse than the last time I ran it. Um, but I was, it was just like, you know, I had like my coaches like really yelling out the times and I was just like, I don't know, pure, just like determination of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mess this up again. Like I'm going to break five. Um, yeah. And so I ended up running it in uh four minutes and 55 seconds, which is now my Insane. personal best. Um, <laughs> and I literally collapsed when I finished it and I was like wheezing. I was like, <laughs> like I could not catch my breath. Like it was, uh, it really took, a everything out of me there damn that's insane you've had such a big couple of weeks and then after that or oh, i think it was just before you announced to the dream team um for sevens players around the world that is crazy that is huge uh, yeah i mean yeah Yes. So they came out the same day. So yeah. it was like <laughs> you are, you are so low key about this, but it is a huge selection. And what's so interesting is Stacey Fuller, who is, um, plays on the ferns for the New Zealand seven teams is the sister of Bodine Walker, who plays for mm -hmm. the Free Jacks. 
Yes, Crazy. I did know that. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So she was she was Stacy Walker for the first half of the year, and then she got married halfway through the year. So I made the connection then um, with the Free Jacks. Um, but yeah, it's really a small rugby world, I think. Okay, so tell us about this dream team. Explain the, the uh, whole dream team, what it is, and please take, you know, this is totally no holding back because we know you're badass, so you may as well just let us know about it. No, I mean, this is just... I. <laughs> uh, you Okay, everyone, hurry up. Um, I'm about to get really awkward, so drink a beer because I don't like talking about um, myself like this. Um, but it's a really cool... Um, it's a really cool honor, but it's definitely something that I don't really think of as an individual honor. Like this is a yeah. team award. Like it's like, there's no moment in sevens, especially where like you're operating in a vacuum. Like every mm-hmm. single play is a culmination of like what everyone else on the field is doing. And so it's just like, you know, like I have been in the right place at the right time a lot of times, but like so many of my teammates are doing all the grunt work and not getting like the credit. So like I, I don't know. I have a hard time like being like, oh yeah, like I made the good dream team, whatever, because I don't like, it's just one of those things where it's like, no, like it's a recognition of our team. And like, I'm honored to be that person, but I just, I know that there are so many better rugby players that I train with every single day. And so I'm just like, it's cool and it's an honor, but I'm like, honestly, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, it's just a reflection of my teammates. It's not a reflection of me. Like this is a team award first and foremost. Yeah, I love that about you and about the entire rugby culture and community, how you are so heavily dependent on the team and you put that so eloquently and saying that this is such a team effort and there's no, I mean, seven people on the team is insanity to be able to just run in a vacuum. So I think it is a great representation for the U.S. team of, how much effort and teamwork went into it and you happen to carry the banner for that yeah and honestly like I'm so proud of that like we didn't get anyone on the team last season and we were like a little bit disappointed at that but like as a group we were like well that just means they can't pick one of us you know like (laughs) all of us are so important that they just can't pick one of us and so now I you know I just see this year as like it's a recognition that yeah we have a really good team and we have a lot of great players and like you know, it's just a recognition for us as a group, not for me as an individual. Absolutely. And I think recognition also for young girls, right? And for young athletes to have an aspirational athlete that they can look up to and really model or shape their ideas about being an athlete and what that looks like. There aren't many athletes, I don't think, for me in tennis, there weren't many South African tennis players as I was growing up that I could really look up to. And I think having those role models is so important for the next generation. Um, and I wonder for you, um, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your story. We know that you only got into rugby after college, after sort of as you became an adult, but what about growing up, getting into sport? How did, what did that look like for you? And just being with the understanding that you are this role model to young girls and some of those decisions that shaped your life, how you can help shape others. I mean, that's a pretty big question. I'm not going to lie. Many parts to that question that you can unpack however you like. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, um, 
I think it's hugely important for young girl, girls to have role models. I mean, like me growing up, like, you know, I was playing every sport I could get my hands on pretty much. Like I had two older siblings, so I was just basically like chasing them around. And like I grew up on the sidelines of like sporting games. So like it was never a question mm-hmm. of like whether I was going to be involved in sports. Um, and so I just that was very clear from the beginning of my life. Um but for me growing up, uh, Mia Hamm was really one of the biggest um, stars at the time, you know, a uh, women's soccer player and just absolute badass. Um, and uh, as I grew up, I kind of, um, you know, she was just always somebody that I looked up to. Um, yeah. And I really, like, appreciated her story a lot. Um, and I actually found out uh, that she had also played Pop Warner football when she was a little kid. Um, and it was something I found out, I think when I was in like middle school or something, but that was something that I really like held on to. And I was like, damn, like she did, she like, she had a very similar trajectory to me. Like, you know, when I was, you know, seven years old, my parents had put me into dance, which like, like ballet. Yeah. Like ballet. Like, oh, you know, like do most, you any, do you have any pictures? Oh God, I do. I don't know that you want to see them, but yeah, I do have yeah, We're going to have to ask mom for a couple of these pictures. Yeah, um, I definitely have some, um, and it's definitely very clear that it was not um, kind of my thing. I mean, like, it was a natural decision for them to put me into it. Like, my sister, my older sister had been, like, dancing for years, and, like, she was really good at it, but, you know, it was just, like, so not my cup of tea. I mean, first of all, <laughs> like, any one of my friends can tell you, I have, like, no semblance of rhythm. Like, I am not a dancer. Like, so even when I'm young, it's, like, I'm, like, looking to the girls to the left and right of me, like, trying to follow what they're doing because clearly I have no idea what's going on. Um, and also I just, like, I just hated it. Like, I just knew that it wasn't something I enjoyed and it wasn't for me. And so, yeah. you know, I did it for, like, I think a year or two. And then my mom tells a story that, like, one day, like, I shyly walked into, like, her office at the house, and I was like, hey, mom, like, I really don't know. Like, I really just don't want to dance anymore. Um, and I was like, I really want to go play football instead. Um, oh. So I'm sure I – don't, I don't know if it was surprising. I guess I would have to ask my mom. But, um, you know, it was a really cool – it was really cool for my parents to, A, let that happen. Um but B, like, yeah, I was like, I would rather go be playing football. Like, I want to go play Pop Warner with all the boys. And it was just, like, <laughs> one of those things that, like, who knew back then that, like, the decision I made when I was eight years old was going to be something that obviously impacted the course of my entire life. Crazy. Yeah. But I think, you know, it was, uh, you know, definitely at a time when, like, it was, you know, it was, it was, you know, I was the only girl on the team and there was one other girl in my town who was two years older than me, who was also playing Pop Warner. And so it was like, oh, like we were the two girls who played football or like when I played the opposing teams, it was like, oh, there's a girl on that team. Um, did you have a ponytail? Yes, I did. Yeah. And so. Were you number 12? In not, no, I was not number 12 in football. Um, it changed every year. Um, like I rock, uh, I rocked like a 34 at one point. I rocked like the number eight. Like it, it kind of changed every year. And uh, then just for those that don't know what Pop Warner is, like what, what is Pop Warner? What does that mean? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, just, it's like full on tackle football for like kids. It's like, it's like the beginning of like learning how to play football. Um, oh, so you tackling. Yeah, yeah, which is why, like, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, like, I got into rugby so quickly because I learned how to make a form tackle when I was eight years old, um, which is really cool and an experience most people don't have. Um, 
but yeah, so like Pop Warner is just like it's yeah, it's like the young, it's the kids version of like football, it's learning how to play and you football. Have pads, pads, and a helmet. Full pads, full helmet. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa! And you played you you were playing other teams as well. So this just wasn't practice. This was traveling, playing other teams, mostly boys. Yeah, it's it's very similar to like youth soccer. Like you're traveling to like towns around you playing against them yeah but yeah so I was the only girl on team like I was the only girl my age playing in the league and so um you're a cool mom I don't think my honestly like my mom's a badass and she was like all about it and like it you know it was a it was really cool of them to let me play like looking back now I'm like oh that probably wasn't the easiest decision but like I had (laughs) I had so much fun and like I absolutely loved it and like you know, even from, like, that young age, like, I had a little bit of a, you know, like, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder sometimes because, like, I would hear other teams talking about, like, the girl on the team. And I was oh, like, all right. Yeah. Like, I was, I was like, yeah, let me show you what the girl on this team can do. And, like, that kind of started <laughs> when I was eight years old. And I think I, like, never kind of looked back, you know, like, even since then, like, it's been one of those things. It's like, you know, yeah, like, I'm a girl on the team, but, like, <laughs> I will show you up any day of the week. Um Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, so, like, I had a lot of, like, I got to play running back when I was playing football, um, and, you know, honestly, I was pretty good at it. Like, I'll, I'll be a little cocky here and just say, like, it was something that I was really good at and I really enjoyed, and um, it was just a really, it was, like, the first time in my life that it was really, like, um, I got to, like, see how much my body could accomplish in a really mm-hmm. cool way, which I think is something that like is really important for girls at a young age to like understand because you know you have people all over the place being like oh girls are supposed to look like this girls are supposed to act like this or like um you know all the images in the media like girls are supposed to look like this this is what an attractive female looks like and it's just like one of those really cool things to learn at a young age which i think is why like right now i'm like oh so many girls should get into rugby is because like learning like body confidence in the way like you know, like, oh, but, like, my body can accomplish um, incredible things. And I think that that's really powerful for girls to learn at a young age. Oh, that's amazing. I think that is right there, everything that people – we can put that on repeats, really and truly. Yeah. It's so important. So from Pop Warner, you played that, and then you got into soccer. Or was there some sort of transition there? Oh, no, they were all happening at the same time. So, like, I'm, I'm eight years old. Like, I'm playing soccer. Um on Saturdays and then I'm playing uh football on Sundays um in the fall and then in the winter I'm playing basketball in the spring I'm playing soccer and lacrosse um there was a a stint there where I played uh baseball like basically everything I could be playing when I was a little kid I was trying to play you were playing that is amazing I absolutely love that story I think it's, it's just so refreshing to hear your your take on sort of what we see on social media every single day and what so many kids are seeing and girls and I mean not just young girls but women too and not having that true sense of identity of what that is yeah, and I think, like, rugby in a really special way, like, this is something I got from football because, you know, we didn't grow up with the op- opportunity for rugby. But, like, just for girls in general, like, rugby is really special because, you know, there is a place for everyone on the field. Um, you know, like, especially with 15s, like, you have so many different body types on that field, and they're all very important and powerful. Yeah. And I think that just, like, having that experience of, like, understanding, like, how powerful your body can be and, like, 
what you can do with it, I think is really important in terms of like body confidence and just confidence in general. Like sports are amazing in that way. That it's just like the longer we can get like young girls playing sports, it's just like the better the outcomes are going to be. And like the more confident girls are going to be and the more sure of themselves. And so I think it's really important. And I think rugby especially is a great outlet for that because, you know, it is such an incredible community and it's such an accepting environment. And it's just like, you know, your body can do incredible things and it's a cool thing to learn. Um, especially early on. Put that on a billboard right there. Yeah, I know, right? I love that. That's amazing. So training now, you're doing some incredible things. You've gone through how long? Eight weeks now of training or has it been that long? Uh, I think we're on week six. Week six. Okay, close enough. So so now what? We're heading into, believe it or not, we're in October, getting to the holidays. What, What now? How does this sort of taper increase? Is it just sort of day in, day out? Uh, well, so the big change now is that we're getting back into contact. Um, so I'd say that's the biggest change that's going on with us is just we are now for the first time since like March, which has been like six months, um, mm-hmm. starting to get back into like full contact, um, which is um, exciting from a rugby perspective, but also from like a my body is thought I was sore these last six weeks is a little nerve wracking. So I'm like, wow, like I'm going to be in for a rude awakening once we really start hitting each other again. Um, okay let's hold on let's just let's just pause there for a second this is sort of a timeout okay so now how hard are you are you going full force in in these practices are you tackling are you uh, 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 give us the right okay okay so right now right now so we're starting like contact progression so this week okay and reminder sorry to interrupt zero pads you're wearing a performance t-shirt yeah, like right now, yeah, yes. We're wearing okay. shorts and t-shirts, no pads, nothing like that, no. Okay, you um, never wear pads. Okay, continue. No, no. Uh, we wear mouth guards when we hit each other, but we're not there yet. Um, so right now, like, we're starting, like, our contact prep. So we're doing a lot of, like, um, like we're hitting bags and stuff. Like, we're, wrest- we're partner wrestling, just kind of, like, activating those shoulders, getting used to kind of some feeling of contact. And then with hitting the bags, like, you're getting used to, like, making your form tackles, following through, and, like, things like that. Um, so that's mostly what we're doing for these two weeks, but we're going to start to get some, um, as our coaches call it, bone on bone contact in the next, um, week or so, um, which is a really just terrible way for them to frame it. But yeah, so we're going to start getting some like real hits on each other again soon. Um, and then at the end of the month, so at the end of October, we have a competition week where we are going to be, so we're in two groups right now and we are going to be playing full on like games against each other. So those will be absolutely full out. Like we are tackling each other, um, type of practices for like a week of this. This is a ridiculous question. Are you scared? Scared? Uh, I wouldn't say scared. No, I think. The, the hardest thing about tackling your teammates is that you're like, no one wants to hit their teammate that hard. You know, no one wants to hurt anyone else. No one wants to like, like hit anyone else that hard. But like, so like they're framing it as like, oh, like this is your champ- chance at competition. But like, no, I'm like, when I play against New Zealand, like I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking about how hard I'm hitting them. Like I'm not holding back. But whereas you're playing your teammates, it's like you feel a little bit more guilt about like making the hit and stuff like oh. that. Which, which kind of sucks. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm scared. No, like it's not like a it's not like a fear thing. It's more of like, a, oh, I don't want to hit you because like I kind of feel bad hitting you. And like it's just like that's more of the like in practice dynamic. But once you get onto the field, it's like 
you know, like, no, like, I'm like, no, it's part of the game. Like, I don't care. You're not my teammate. But like, the teammate contact is probably the hardest part. Because like, you know, we none of us want to really hit each other. No one wants to hurt anyone. Like, you don't want to practice injury, just like stuff like that is kind of more the concern, I'd say. And then you just have to be absolutely bloody fast. So you don't get tackled. I mean, yeah, that's usually uh, a technique that I enjoy, yeah, is, like, trying to actually <laughs> not get tackled. Um, also, you know, I'm a big stiff arm thrower, so just trying to avoid getting hit as much as possible or at least, like, if I'm going to get hit, like, controlling the contact as the ball carrier. Um, yeah. But, I mean, and that's also something that, like, you know, like, for being 5'5", five, five, like, I'm kind of a, a pretty built kid, which is um, – a super strength in rugby in that like mm-hmm. I'm not that easy of a person to tackle. And that is something that I will always, um, you know, ve- wear very proudly is that, you know, um, people don't want to tackle me. Um, <laughs> it's going to get hard to tackle you onto the field. <laughs> yeah. So like people don't want to tackle me. Like I'm not the easiest to tackle. Um, and I'm really proud of that fact, but uh yeah, I don't know. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be tackling your teammates. You don't want to be stiff arming your teammates. Like it playing yeah. each other gets kind of tough and like it's really cool that like we are trying to get like this semblance of competition between each other because like obviously we don't have any competition in the near future, but like it's just not the same. You know, like I don't know, it's just it's just not the same. It's so impressive to me. And what about are you not covered in bruises and and walking around limping and in pain? I just I can't Is this just is this just all because you played hockey once and now you're concerned about <laughs> rugby? Listen, I'm convinced. Listen, I collided with no one but the ice and I'm covered in bruises. And let me let me just take this a step back. But I am I have so and I told you this a couple of days ago, I have so much respect for rugby players, even more so now that I was fully padded from head to toe in hockey gear that I cannot fathom how rugby players step out there and absolutely go full out and make those tackles without pads, play so hard and perform the way they do. I have so much respect for you guys. Well, thank you. It is not easy. No, <laughs> it's not. And I, I, after a couple of beers in a parking lot a few Friday nights ago, I agreed to learn how to play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of, yeah, I'll give it a shot after being nagged and nagged. And um, the, the premise was, oh, don't worry. I said, look, I don't have any gear. I don't know anything. I've never skated. I can't do any of this. No problem, I, I'm told. We will, you can borrow gear, all fine. And we will teach you how to skate. We'll teach you how to hold a hockey stick. We'll teach you the fundamentals and we can do some drills. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm up for anything. I'll try anything once. Try anything yeah, once, yep. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an athlete. I'm, I'm, I can figure it out. I've got the hand-eye coordination down. But let's just keep in mind that I have played tennis and golf my entire life. So the two most non-contact sports on this planet. Mm-hmm. So I think, okay, well, I'll give this a shot because I believe to myself that I'm going to be playing drills. Anyway, so I arrived last week. Wednesday, uh, I arrived last week, a couple of days ago, and I get all kitted out and they start saying, okay, well, here's your jersey and I, you're on the, the, the dark team. And I'm thinking, wait, excuse me? What? Oh, yes, we play in a scrimmage. 
Oh boy, zero to a hundred. Zero to one hundred, <laughs> and it's not just girls that are five two and look like me. No, 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 no. These are six eight men in their forties. These are. I mean, there's probably two other women on the team that have been playing for a while, and just dudes, and some not all beginners. It's a beginners pickup scrimmage, but some of them are just coming to get skating time in, so they're pretty good on the ice. Oh, and so they say, oh, we'll learn in the two minutes before we get on there. So I get on the ice for the first time ever, and I think the last time I was just holding onto the side. <laughs> get on the ice. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And anytime I, and so listen to this, I cannot stop and I cannot skate backwards. So as I'm gaining momentum forward, I can't stop. So if I'm about to crash into someone before I can turn, I just shriek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how I stop. And they usually get out the way. I fell on the ice only about three or four times, which I, I feel like that's that is a good. miracle. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's a miracle. Um, everyone was super friendly, so nice. Everyone was so helpful, gave me so many tips along the way. They cleared the way and handed the puck to me so I could score a goal, the first one, and they celebrated as if we won the Stanley Cup, which was so sweet and so lovely. Um, and it was a lot of fun, and we drank beers in the parking lot afterwards, and it was a lot of fun. Um and then a couple of days later, I went to the hockey store and got kitted out. So I am committed. You are full committed. Yeah. I'm full committed. This is like your surfboard, golf, the works. I'm fully committed. Yeah. Went back this weekend and played again. I only fell twice. Wow. You're like learning class, I think. Huge improvement. Um, I'm going to focus on skating. I still can't stop and I still can't go backwards. I've collided with no one but the ice and I'm covered in bruises and I can barely walk. Yeah. This is hard. It is definitely the hardest thing I've ever had to learn in probably the last 10 years outside of entrepreneurship. I mean, I think it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's kind of crazy that you work with rugby teams but have never like – played rugby no oh, no there's no way no way i wouldn't survive I, I will full out put my hand up right now and say there's no way i could step onto a rugby pitch and play with you no way you wouldn't even try though i would try you absolutely would try. yeah i would totally try but i know i don't stand the chance i mean that's not something i i will app yeah i just i'm not i'm definitely not strong enough <laughs> <laughs> I think I think sometime you have to try like club rugby somewhere and like go to a practice and see what it's all about. You know, Boston Women's Rugby Club is pretty impressive and I think yeah. they are so fun and so awesome. Um that's where I got my start, you know. You never yeah. know what could happen. Oh, you never know. One day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think I mean, and you have all those bruises and everything and you're fully padded out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't understand how that happened. Yeah. I mean, it rugby. I mean, I always say I think rugby players must have like some semblance of like a screw loose or something, yes, because sure. I see people like you know people come off the field for like five seconds, like they're getting like their heads taped because they're bleeding and they're just covering it and then they're running back on the field. They're like, yeah, people are breaking their nose. They're like getting like it braced somehow and they're just like running back onto the field like. I've had so many friends who have like black eyes and like everything. It's just like, 
you just are truly are like I always say it's the ultimate team sport because you're absolutely putting your body on the line for each other. But you have to be like slightly crazy to enjoy yeah. doing that in the way yeah. that you enjoy doing that. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. You have lost it. You yeah. Definitely I mean, screwed. Yeah. I mean I'll definitely I'll definitely take that. I think um the people that have that particular screw loose are like the most fun and like we <laughs> are a great time and like some of my favorite people in the world. But I definitely think we all are like slightly crazy for like really wanting to do this as much as we do and for enjoying it as much as we enjoy it. Because yeah. Like you're just kind of wrecking your body a little bit. Like, yeah. Totally. When we actually, yeah. When we actually start hitting each other again, like I'm going to be a big baby about it because, like, I'm going to wake up so sore like the next few days. Like, what do you do when you just put ice on? I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you know, they always say you got to win the recovery. So, like, the different ways of doing that, I'd say, but. Um, I'm still convinced that NFL would most of the players in the NFL would not survive on the rugby pitch. No way. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to that tweet that that guy tweeted. Uh, I don't remember who it was now, oh but God. he was like, "I was like, nah, dude, like you wouldn't last a second. First of all, like half the NFL players don't make actual tackles; they just throw their body willy nilly, which would never fly on the rugby field because if you don't uh-huh. make an actual tackle, like they're not going down." Um. So that would be the yeah. first thing. And, you know, football players get a break every 10 seconds. And, like, I would love to see them have <laughs> to, like, just continually do what they're doing. Like, I think yeah, uh, it's a totally different, like, demand on the body, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, yeah, I don't think – and, like, also, like, with football, like, if, like especially, you know, if you're, like, a – attack if you're if you play on the offensive side like you have a set play that you're running every time and like you have to like obviously like within that like there are moments where like you're scrambling and you have to like do something different but like you have a set play every time do you know how often in rugby we actually have a set play Mm -hmm. it lasts for like you know maybe on a line out or something it lasts for like 10 seconds but then it's like oh you're just playing off of each other like it's a totally different like fluidity and dynamic and I think that a lot of football players would struggle with that at first Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. But I know a football player that wouldn't struggle with that, and I know he's a stud in your, hand, in your eyes. Um, Mahomes, you're yes. a huge fan. I am a huge fan. I, I'm very much a huge fan. Um, uh, I just – he's an incredible player, and I think because, you know, like we talked about earlier, like he is a multi-sport athlete, and, like, he doesn't uh-huh. – you know, he's just, like, redefining the quarterback position in a really cool way. Um yeah. And it was an absolute, like, banger of a um, Monday night football game last night because you have uh, Chiefs versus Ravens, which are, you know, you got um, Lamar Jackson, uh, who was the NFL MVP, versus Patrick Mahomes, who was a Super Bowl MVP. So, like, that's a really cool matchup. And Mahomes just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, Like, he he had a killer game. And I just think, you know, he's somebody who, like, continues to show up every yeah. game and like he I think I agree with you I think it's one of those athletes where I saw a tweet about it where we will really see something like this again so we saw that in Michael Jordan we see yes. that in Serena Williams um you know LeBron James it, it's going to be rare to find you know we saw it in Brady 
Um, and I think it's going to be rare to see that again. So I think he's going to have such an illustrious career. Oh, absolutely. Like he's, he's one of those, uh, what transcendent athletes. Like, yeah, they mm-hmm. come around like, you know, every once in a while and they ch- completely change the game. And I think that's yeah. absolutely true about him. And I think when you think about it, like he's 24 years old, like it's his third year in the league. Like this is insane for like how good he's performing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And so, yeah, I think he's a complete stud and it's like, it's, you know, I am not a Chiefs fan. Like I am Patriots till I die, but I will. <laughs> and you know, the, the Patriots play the Chiefs this weekend. So I'm going to have a little bit of a struggle there with the, you know, those loyalties, but like, Ooh. you know, I think, uh, I'm always going to root for the Patriots, but I'm, I'm definitely an, like a fan of his. I think he's an incredible athlete and it's, it's so incredible to watch him do his thing. So, so you're a Patriots fan regardless of the players. So obviously Brady's at Tampa Bay now. Do you have, do you have any interest in watching Tampa? Um, honestly, no. Um, <laughs> it's like you're done we, we're moving on without you but no I mean no I mean I still think he's the greatest quarterback of all time um I absolutely like think that I think as I said like he's a transcend he he's changed the game of football um and just with how long he's been playing like it was an incredible ride growing up in New England during his 20-year tenure because mm-hmm. it was amazing you know we were in Super Bowls nine times winning <laughs> six of them like that's a really cool thing to grow it's up crazy. with crazy like, yeah. So like that, like, you know, that's really cool. And, you know, I want him to do well, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way, I guess, to watch the Tampa Bay games. Like I'll check in to see how he did, but um, you know, I'd rather spend that time watching the Patriots, the team that is still my team, um, even without him. So yeah, fair enough. I get that. Yeah. That's awesome. What about the weekends? What have you been doing outside of watching football and playing Tony Hawk? Surfing? Are you still surfing? Yeah, uh, yes, yes, but it's hard. Um, the waves have been pretty big. <laughs> the waves have been pretty big lately. So, um, I actually went the Sunday before my first day back in training, um, knowing I had the Bronco the next day. And then, like, every oh. time, every time we've gone surfing so far, like, it hasn't been that bad. Like, it's pretty, like, leisurely like you know surfing as i said like sometimes it's it's hard as hard as you make it because like you can just sit out there on your board in the water and just kind of like chill or you can be like trying or you can be like trying to catch waves the whole time and then like all the paddling in between that can get kind of tiring but but damn that sunday the waves were like pretty crazy and it was like we couldn't even get past like the white water like it was taking us like 15 20 minutes just to like paddle out there and so really? we were out there for like a half hour and we were just all completely exhausted. And we were like, oh God, like, I don't, <laughs> like it was the first time that I was like, wow, like surfing can be really, really hard. Um, and like no part of it felt leisurely. And that was like the first time I really had that interaction with it. And like, damn, like I was, I think we lasted like an hour maybe. And like every other time, it, like we've been out there for a lot longer and I've been like, oh, that was like, that was like a lovely like way to be outside and wasn't that strenuous, but my arms the next day were sore. Like it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Are you a swimmer? Do you swim? No, 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 no. Um, okay. I can swim. I think I grew up swimming. We can add that to my repertoire from when I was a little kid. Oh, of um, course. There's not many sports you don't play. Right. But, uh, I would not swimming say I'm a, different though. I'm not a good swimmer. Um, swimming is really hard. Mm. <laughs> um, I, you know, I can swim to save my life. I can like hold my own, but like you're not going to catch me swimming laps anytime soon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. for me. I'm listen. If there's a shark in the water, I'm a Michael Phelps my way out of yeah. there. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
But other than that, I'm dipping my toes in and I'm laying next to the pool. That's that's my swimming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not really a like I can I'm swim, not a lapse. but yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to do this uh, fitness last spring, so I was coming back from injury, and uh, I had like I had like a swim workout, which you know it didn't sound that hard when I read it, but it kicked my ass like nothing else, <laughs> and I'm like. I'm like, I run for a living, but, you know, that kind of swimming was just so tiring. Like, my arms were tired, my legs were t- It was just brutal. And I was like, never again. I am never doing this again. Because it's just, <laughs> it's like torturous. It was. It yeah. And you reminded me to watch that um, documentary, uh, Going for Gold, I think it was, from Michael Phelps. Oh, The Weight of Gold. The Weight of Gold. That's right. Yeah. It was really good, but just his training regimen was crazy. Yeah. Uh-uh. No, thanks. Insane. And, like, you know, also, like, I've always been a team sport athlete. Like, I don't yeah. know how people train on their own or, like, even, like – lonely. Yeah. Lonely. Yeah. Or, like, even, like, down at the training center, like, there are a lot of track athletes who train down there too. And I'm like, mm. ah, geez, like – I can't imagine, like, you know, I tried to do, like, uh, like, I was alone for, like, four months trying to train, and I was going insane, and I was like, <laughs> I cannot wait to be back with my teammates, like, it's just, like, yeah. I don't know how people, like, I just think it's a totally different mentality, and I think it's incredibly impressive, but, like, it's something I could never do, like, just, like, yeah. that many it's hours so the pool by yourself. No. Oh, yeah. How, who Who's all at the training center right now? Um, so the training center is, um, right now it's, uh, so men's rugby just started, they're back now. So they're back, we're back. Um, and then there's a lot of, um, Paralympic athletes and track mm. athletes who train out of there too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And everyone's masked up and socially distancing. Oh yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Lots of regulations around what's going on there. Do they check your temperature as you're coming into the facilities or? Yeah. So um, so daily, so I take my temperature when I wake up, I have to send in what my temperature is. Um, and like, I get a whole questionnaire about if I have any symptoms. So we have to send that in, in the morning before we can even every get every day, every single day. Um, before we get on site, we like that has to be done and it has to be done. Like even days we aren't going on site. So that's, I have to do that. Um, and we have to do that twice a day. I have to do that at the end of the day too. So like we have that, like just that temperature and symptom check twice a day. And then every time we go on when we get to the center um we get temperature checked like when we have to scan our badge to get in so they're temperature checking us kind of constantly to make sure that like no one is wow. coming in with any semblance of fever yeah are they doing any testing at all though uh like covid testing yeah yeah so um like for us we are getting tested every time we start a new block pretty much so like every four weeks we're getting covid tested but in order to like be fully at the center and like go in the dining hall and everything you have to have passed a covid check so you can't like your badge won't be activated until you're cleared um from a covid perspective yeah yeah that's impressive that's really awesome to hear though that so many protocols are in place for you to really go through all of that that's awesome yeah i mean i mean it's we're all like this kind of sucks and it's kind of weird but it's the only way we get to train so yeah at the end of the day in that way it does feel like a bit of a bubble it does i mean we don't live in the bubble which is why it feels like a little bit of a loose bubble but like we're all trying to do the right things and like no one wants to be the one to get everyone sick no one wants to get sick like yeah 
like we've heard a few times that like if we can't get this right, like they could shut us down completely. So it's like, you know, the opportunity to train outweighs like the cost of anything else at this point. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And being responsible with your time as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Have to. Gosh. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Well, so you know, it's so interesting to me. And I think for so many people listening as well. So I know you don't think it's interesting sharing that I didn't know until now about the temperature checks you do every single day. And that oh. you share that and how, you know, and I know to you, that's just part of your everyday life. But so many of us and me included, I just find that so fascinating. And, you know, so many sacrifices that you go through to be able to train and perform at that level and just do your job. Because most of us wake up and we roll out of bed and turn on Zoom and we, you know, put on a decent shirt and look good from the waist up. And we're not going through, let's record our temperature in the morning. Let's tell them how we're feeling in the morning. And it's a lot, you know, it, it's, it, it's being that that's your job. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's different. It's, it's different, different yeah. though. Like I, like I've said before, like when you're talking about Zoom, like I can barely have, I barely have the attention span to be on Zoom for like 45 minutes a day. So like, I don't know how people are like full on working from home. I don't know how you're on Zoom after Zoom after Zoom. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, you know, if if the debate is, do I I have to take my temperature and I have to run, or I have to sit on Zoom all day? Like, I'm gonna take the temperature and the running. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It's uh, yeah, we all have different sacrifices that we make, and I think a lot of folks that are working from home, even just with kiddos, I think that's incredibly tough and frustrating and difficult, and a sacrifice that they have to make. So I think everyone is making many different sacrifices along the way. But oh. interesting to hear have this insider's perspective of. A, a professional athlete and how you do your job day to day yeah yeah I mean yeah I, it's just it, it's cool because it's different I guess it's different from most people's everyday routine so it's it's different in that way which I think kind of makes it a little bit cooler um to yeah. hear about maybe but um yeah I just like I think back on like when I was working in an office and like if I had gone through all this like COVID stuff while doing that job and I think I would have gone insane so like <laughs> I'm just so yeah. thankful that like I like found my way this way to be like doing this instead of mm-hmm. you know I hear you <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bit of a curveball in you here and, and do a bit of a rapid fire so I'm gonna say a word and I want to hear your immediate reaction to it oh boy you ready for that I guess so. Pineapple on pizza. Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> no way. No. Okay. It's like ruining the sanctity of pizza. Absolutely not, Tay. All right. Um, we'll we'll do a quiz on that and see. We'll put a poll up and see what the what the like what the people come back with. Pineapple, good. Pizza, good. Together, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I don't mind pineapple and pizza, so I think we really need to put this out there. All we'll right. see. I think I'm going to win this one. <laughs> All right. Marvel versus Captain America. Well, he is a Marvel character. Okay. Well, fair enough. Captain Captain America is my favorite Marvel superhero. Go that way. Okay. Captain America. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee. Love it all the time. 
driving? Uh, I mean, I love driving. I think some people hate driving, but like, I love driving. Okay. Um, what about fall? I think I made it pretty clear that fall is my favorite time of year. <laughs> last week. Okay. Voting. Vote, vote, vote. Only 60% of people normally vote. And it is one of those things that it, the power is in our hands. We need to be voting. Please register. Vote early. Get your votes in. Yeah, we. I think we'll do that after every episode. We're going to definitely get everyone honed in on us being very, very vocal about being, voting. Absolutely. It, it's one of the most important things we do. You know, people don't necessarily think about it all the time. And, like, it's it's tough because we, like, we vote – our voting day is not normally – it's not a national holiday. But this year we especially have the opportunity to be voting early. Um, so you don't actually have to go to the polls in every state. So please, like, get mm-hmm. your votes in. Voter turnout is hugely important to the direction of our country, especially in the next – next four years is huge we have a supreme court um vacancy with the passing of ruth bader ginsburg may she rest in peace she's an absolute badass but we need to get votes in everyone absolutely no i don't think i can really say anything more to that other than votes it's so important (laughs) and um we're really looking forward to sharing more of this um over the next few episodes so um, i think that's a wrap from our end especially from that it was so awesome hearing your background growing up with sports and how you got to your sort of position now with pop warner so i think that's that's really really awesome it was a little bit of like an unexpected interview yeah <laughs> i haven't i like it yeah i haven't told that story in a minute so that was really fun awesome well thank you so much for sharing with it i think uh we have some more to look forward to next week i'm sure I'll, i can dig into a little more um on that as well oh absolutely Guys, thank you for joining us this week. We had a lot of fun um, and we'll catch up with you guys next week. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining. Have an amazing week. You as well. <laughs>